It is good to be here with you and very excited to share God's word with you. I had a tough text this week. Last text I was with you in September, I had lamentations. And this text, we get to talk about finances, we get to talk about money, treasures, and worries. And so I look forward to, to bringing the word to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as St. Paul commanded a young pastor named Timothy to preach your word, so now, O oh Lord, you command me, a young person and a person that wishes to serve you, O oh Lord, to know that we can put our hope in God, who richly provides us with everything. And Lord, may the people here and, my, and all of us who hear your word know that we have treasures in heaven, a firm foundation for any age, so that we may take hold of the life that is truly life. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It's hard to believe, but 30 years ago, a film was released that became the best-selling home video ever. 55 million copies. And most of them on this old thing called a VHS, Video Home System. It's a movie that had a star-studded cast, cast of Matthew Broderick, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Some of these names may be like, wow, I don't know who those guys are, but yeah. <laughs> James Earl Jones, Whoopi Goldberg. If you were a kid like me that grew up in the 1990s, chances are that you probably had this movie in your collection. And it's uh, hard to believe that also this movie had not one, not two, but three songs nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song. And also hard to believe, according to the reliable source that is Wikipedia, <laughs> that Elton John was not the first composer that lyricist Tim Rice wanted to work with. Could you imagine if the band ABBA had worked with Tim Rice to write the music for Lion King. I mentioned that The Lion King had three songs nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Can You Feel the Love Tonight was actually what won the award in March of 1995. The other two songs, Circle of Life, and a once unfamiliar Swahili saying, Hakuna Matata. Jesus said, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Hakuna Matata, right? No worries for the rest of your days. Is that what Jesus is telling us? Following Jesus is not Hakuna Matata. I wish, but it's not. It's not a problem-free philosophy because problems happen daily. We have responsibilities, vocations that God has called us to. And there will be difficult days. Jesus tells us in this world we will have trouble. Each day has troubles of its own. And some of that trouble is because the world, because the world hated him, meaning Jesus, they will hate us too. The world will persecute, slander, insult us. And some of that trouble is also because we are treasuring the wrong things. Consider, 
Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. All right, here we go. (laughs) Here's the first thing we can gather from that text. Worry can begin with an unhealthy relationship with our treasures. Keeping up with the Joneses, showing off material possessions, putting on the vain image of success. And our culture doesn't exactly help us with the correct prioritization of our treasures. Take, for example, the music in our culture. G L A. M-O-R-O-U-S, yeah, flying first class, right? I want to be a billionaire so bad. Not the word in between that. (laughs) The lifestyle of the rich and famous sounds so sweet, so luxurious, so relaxing. And then endorsements from our favorite celebrities, commercials, billboards, Amazon, social media, We are all bombarded with information of what our initially wants, and then then those things eventually, they falsely become needs. We idolize, we worship the false gods of people, money, possessions. God today is calling you to cut through the material noise. Listen to him. Just as your heart follows what you treasure, your service follows the choice of your master, Your body follows your eye. Think of your eye acting as a lamp to lead your body along, with healthy eyes leading to light and unhealthy eyes leading to darkness. So when you see the word healthy, uh, go ahead, yep, Chris, thank you. When you see the word healthy, the original Greek implies that it means generous. And when you see unhealthy, you view life like Scrooge. Imagine you're at the eye doctor. You put your chin forward, you look forward, and you see the two views. You hear your optometrist say in that magic voice, one, two, three, four, and you pick the clearest view. Jesus tells you that following him is the clearest view. Trusting him is the clearest view. Treasuring the eternal life that he has given you is the prescription, allowing you to look at the world through the lens of his generosity to see blessings that you might otherwise have missed. Healthy, generous eyes that give us an attitude of gratitude increases our vision of God's provision. Look at those rhymes, can't do the time. (laughs) Healthy, generous eyes, they remove us from the rat race of the world. And healthy, generous eyes, they correctly prioritize what we need and what we want. Do note that in the scripture that I read that Jesus does not say to give all of your money away. Groceries, utilities, rent, mortgage, what Dave Ramsey calls the four walls, right? 
All of those things require payment. If you've been blessed with a well-paying job, beautiful home, nice car, view those as treasures and be grateful. View them through healthy, generous eyes of gratitude that God has provided for you. Jesus wants you to have a healthy view of your money, your resources, those blessings that you've been given, to give thanks to him. Remember that it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. Do not let the earthly treasure of money rule over you. And although there may not have been billboards or influencers in biblical times that pressured Jesus and his disciples on what sandals they might wear, what cloak that they needed, the allure of wealth and money and the peace that it claims to give, that's still carried in biblical times. And it still carries to us today. Those truths that Jesus talked about are still truths today. Store up treasures in heaven. Follow the call of Jesus to be generous, to be grateful for the visible blessings, and to wait for the greatest blessing that yet is to be seen, the eternal life that he has given you. So back to the first verse that's we're talking about today, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. With the correct orientation of treasures and money, it becomes a little easier not to worry about life. But still, don't worry. That's a statement so much easier than done, easier said than done. When trials and tribulations come, financially, health-wise, relationship-wise, grief, the loss of a loved one, not worrying can sound too idealistic. Jesus knows your issues. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your temptations. He walked where you walked. He was tempted as you were. He understands your struggles. He experienced life without a permanent home. Jesus said that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He knows you and loves you. He cares for you. He died for you. He rose for you. You were purchased not with earthly treasures, not with money, not with gold, not with silver, no, but things much greater with the perfect and precious blood that he gave for you. So know that you are valuable to him. And as you know that you're valuable to him, Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Worry can distract us from life happening around us. I love, we just sang in, in Waymaker, right? Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. God is working, even in the little things that we sometimes oversee. Know your value to God by looking at the birds fly. Hear him sing. Or chirp, which they did a lot outside my window today. Worries can start with being ungrateful for God's hidden blessings in the normal things. And I want you to look at the very first word. First word. Jesus says, look, take notice. And one of those ways that you can look and take notice is by putting your phone down. I am half joking and half serious, but did you know that the average American looks at their phone 344 times a day? Some even more than that. And almost half of Americans admit that they are addicted to their phones. You'd include me in that, okay? Step away from the news, from social media, from email, from sports, 
from addicting games. Look up. Look at your family. Look at your kids. Breathe. Take in the sounds of birds chirping, the beauty of blue skies and clouds. Flowers, the artwork of God's creation. Be still. Know that he is God. See that every perfect gift comes from above. And second, notice that the birds, they don't sow, they don't plant, they don't harvest, they don't store their food, and yet they still must go out and search. Likewise, don't wait for God to drop things into your lap. Worry can fester without action. Martin Luther once said this, God provides food for the birds, but he does not drop it into their beaks. There is action for us to take. And one of those actions that we can take is prayer. Philippians 4 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'd like to model that for you right now. Um, Would you pray with me one more time? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Hear my, hear my anxieties, my worries. Lord, I bring these before you now. Remove all those things that cloud my sight of you, O oh Lord, that get in the way of knowing that you love me, that you care for me, that you guide me, that you walk alongside me. Lord, hear the things that I know that you have blessed me with as I come before you with thanksgiving. Hear the things, O Lord, now that I list before you in gratitude of what you have done for me. Thank you, O Lord. I praise you that you are my Father in heaven, that you love me as your child. And now, O Lord, give me that peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Keep my heart, my mind, my finances, my worries, my house, my possessions that I know are blessings from your hand. Let me entrust those to you. Give me eyes of generosity so that I may serve you. In your name I pray, amen. Model that scripture in prayer. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And I want to make now a very pointed difference between worries and diagnosed anxiety. If you are living with diagnosed depression, anxiety, a mental health condition, God walks alongside you, not only through his church, but through friends, family, medical professionals, works through counseling, therapy, medication, continue to seek help as needed. And so the worries that we're talking about today, those worries fleet and and they can be from one thing to the next. But if you have diagnosed depression, anxiety, mental health uh, condition, know that the Lord is walking with you. And so also, most importantly, don't forget that we're here for you. And another thing, if you know someone of need, take action by taking a call, seeing what you can do to help. 
Following Jesus, it means taking a moment to be grateful, to see things, no matter what you're going through, to be honest with your worries, anxieties, to go to the Lord in prayer, and to know what resources are around you. And so Jesus continues, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Worry can knock us off, knock us off. Woo! Worry can knock us off our foundation of faith. Little faith, that little faith that we saw at the end of the scripture that's found six times in the New Testament, and it accompanies a rebuke from Jesus for failing to listen to his voice. Jesus wants you to remain faithful in every scene of your life. In the good scenes of life, be thankful for his visible blessings. And in the bad scenes of pain, isolation, worry, God wants you to rely on him, to know that he's present. So know your value by looking at the flowers, how they're much greater than Solomon's splendor. The Solomon uh, splendor is described in 1 Kings 10, and there's a lot of gold described. So imagine a room full of gold. And in today's terms, you can think of him uh, in terms of wealth as the Elon Musk of this time, and another joke before he purchased Twitter. So, God clothes the grass better than kings, better than the richest people that we can think of, better than Louis Vuitton and Gucci. St. Paul writes, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. All of you were baptized into Christ, and you have clothed yourselves with Christ. In your baptism, you are clothed the best of all. You're clothed with Christ. You're buried with Christ in your baptism. And in that burial, you're given treasures, the forgiveness of sins, a rescue from the death and the devil, the Holy Spirit, and the gift of eternal life as Jesus is raised from the dead. So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? The pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Oh, could you put the scripture up for me, please? There we go. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own trouble of its own. We talked a lot about worry today, six times specifically in this text. And we see that worry can tear us apart. In the Greek, negatively, Worry means to go to pieces because you're being pulled apart in different directions. Positively, it means that you're effectively distributing your concern in proper relation to the whole picture. Jesus lets you know that when you are torn apart by worry, he is there to help you effectively distribute your concerns, to remind you about your treasures in heaven, and to reorientate your eyes toward generosity, gratitude, and eternity. I showed a lot about worry, but with trusting God, here are the blessings that we can see. We cherish our eternal treasure in Jesus. We're grateful for the little things around us. We're moved to prayer and action. We fall back upon the firm foundation of his word and his promises, and we cast our worries upon him. In God's grace, we are led every day by him. You've been given a treasure in Jesus Christ that does not appreciate or depreciate. MasterCard once had an advertising campaign, an advertising campaign that said this, there's some things that money can't buy, 
For everything else, there's MasterCard. Eternal life is something you can't buy. It's something we didn't earn. And regardless of what the inflation rate is, you were bought at a price. A price that we could not pay. When we were dead in our sins, in the uncircumcision of our flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave you all of your sins. He canceled the charge of your indebtedness, which stood against you and condemned you. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. The debt that we owed from our sin, the bankruptcy that we found ourselves in, Jesus forgave it all on the cross. There's no student loan needed for discipleship. You are all his. And for that, we are grateful. Your Savior treasures you above everything. And because he treasures you, that is something to be grateful for. In the name of Jesus.